Welcome to another week of Radio Melee. Uh, it's me, it's Peepy, and uh, like a celestial being himself with that light streaming in from behind him, we got Zamu. Hello. How are you doing, Zamu? I'm doing great. Um, happy to be here. How are y'all? Is it Zamu or Zamu? I've never had to say your name, I think. To, is it? Yeah. D- does it matter? Do, you know what I mean? It is Zamu, and it doesn't matter. And also, there are some people, I don't know if you're one of these people, but there, every once in a while, there's a pers- there will be a person where it's like please say zamu it sounds wrong when you say zamu <laughs> <laughs> but you're not one of those people i feel like only you get to say that right yeah yeah i tell people because some people call me tough like new school people yeah because they is... assume my name's from avatar the last airbender and i'm like no no it's just chris christopher it's chris Topher. it's not chris Toffer. so whoa know. yeah i definitely people... thought it was like supposed to be tough Oh yeah, a lot of people don't know that. It's not even that surprising. But but now you know. So yeah, I don't care that much. I don't even really correct people. Like people like they're like, oh, Toph. I'm like, that's me. You know. But whatever. It's fine. At least we've got PPMD in the program, whose name is unambiguously pronounced with four letters. Yeah. How you doing, I'm doing good. Um, that doesn't stop me from getting a lot of additional other retellings of my name, but. You know what? Um, I guess at least they they say those well and embarrassingly so, but good for them. Um, The reason we have Mr. Zamu on here today to quickly pivot away from my name Uh uh, is because he went on a wonderful tournament run last weekend. Um, Oh, yeah. People should know about this. People do need to know about this. I mean, wins over wins over, of course, I mean, the biggest one being uh, Cody Schwab, but of course, the win over Ginger. The Schwabinator. Yeah, and and I, oh, I'm, I'm blanking. I know there was. I think a, Spark might have been in there. Yeah. Spark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those those are great. Those are great wins, and you know I think, um, I think people, not, I I think you know a lot more people probably know about you or or know that you're you know pushing into a higher echelon of play from this performance, or you can do it. And so I think, you know, one of the most interesting questions we can ask right now is. What what led to this? Uh, what what have you maybe been doing yeah. differently or or not? What did you? Did what that... was that morning like? Did you you know you wake up? You have your pre turdy yogurt or whatever the hell it is. You know what I'm saying? Like what describe? Walk us through that day. So so I drove with two other people from Champagne up to Minneapolis. It's like an eight hour drive. Um, yeah. And one of the people had to take a final um, before we oh. left, so we were planning on leaving by like four thirty p.m. And before that, I was playing some net play with Shabo. And then, like, yeah. as that was wrapping up, Jmook asked if I wanted to play. And I was like, yeah, I don't have that much time. But, yeah, let's play for a, for a bit. And so that kind of delayed us leaving even longer. We ended up getting in around, like, 2 a.m. Um, and then so I got, like, decent enough sleep, maybe, like, seven, eight hours. Um and yeah pretty much i went to so the tournament was at mall of america which is the second biggest mall in north america wait second what's the biggest i thought it was the biggest something in like it's the biggest in the u.s but in like west edmonton or something and so so when i would when i was saying um it was at mall of america faust came in my twitch chat and and was like oh it's at the second biggest mall in na and from that i knew for certain that the biggest one had to be in Canada. in Canada. I was like, there's no way that someone who's Canadian would come in chat and mm-hmm. like say this fun fact if it wasn't Canada. That sounds um, very fun. Yeah. A thousand percent. 
Yeah, and so so then I looked it up later, like yesterday or something, and yeah, it's like West Edmonton, I think. We um, got to give them some, the Canadians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so I was in Wave B pools, which were supposed to start at like two, but really started at like three. And they have they have an amusement park um, in the mall. Um, wow. So me and Shabo and Seal actually like went on some rides before before Wave B started. Um, so some roller coasters before the tournament. Um, <laughs> definitely like now that I'm saying it out loud, kind of a crazy tournament experience because that's yeah. that's not normal that you can go to a tournament and right. just like yeah we have some time before pools you want to you want to go on some roller coasters mm-hmm. um did that so, help did that, that did that change like the way you approached it were you a little more loose or what um i do i think that it was it was definitely like a um i was having fun quickly at the mm-hmm. like it's good if you're at a tournament sometimes you don't aren't like necessarily like instantly just like having a good time and that definitely like i feel like set the stage for feeling mm-hmm. good for the day um mm-hmm. but yeah so then i um did that then we went back up to the venue um i played friendlies and i was just like feeling pretty solid about it mhm you were just kind of vibing. Yeah, yeah. You weren't tripping about it. So there wasn't anything about the experience other than it being in the small and riding roller coasters that was maybe that different. Do you think there was anything about your preparation for this event that was different or something you've learned recently or anything like that? So um, before, it, I had been putting more hours into Melee than I had before like some previous tournaments I've been at. Um, but a lot of those hours were playing Mario. Um, I've been playing a lot that. of that guy. It, yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's really fun. Um, but overall, there wasn't anything too different. Um, but I had had some like conversations. So at Kilroy, um, so Cody beat me at Kilroy, which was like maybe a month or two ago. Um, and he destroyed me. He th- two three O's. And literally, so like winners finals, he throws me very easily. And then like losers finals, I believe I had to play against preeminent, who's like a pretty good fox. And I kind of destroyed him. So it's like I'm I'm playing hot in the fox ditto. Grand starts three zero. I think in six games there were maybe maybe two last stock games. Mm-hmm. Um, but me and Cody teamed at that event, and one time in teams, I think this was like maybe one of the. We lost a couple games, but we lost a game to, I think it was Mech and Eggy, Ganondorf Peach. Um, and I, my hands were just, like, kind of shaking afterwards. And he was like, dude, just, like, take a minute, take some breaths. Mm-hmm. Don't just jump into the next game. Um, I was like, okay, you're so right. And that was really helpful. And then, like, kind of after Grands, he was like, you did not take your time at all. Um, and... so I like, that, I like that there's that feedback from... Because some players won't give you that, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I it was super super nice and he so um after that I was like, yeah, you're so right. Um and I think I had I've had a variety of drug talks lessons since then. Um but I know we had talked a bit about that idea and just like whether it's taking a few seconds on the angel platform or um between games and just like or like um, something I feel like I hadn't been doing very well is kind of going into friendly sessions 
really planning on trying to be focused the whole time. And so like that kind of idea um, and just like each game is a new game to focus and each stock is a new stock to like really focus. Mm -hmm. um, and so that idea was really helpful. And I think I implemented that. And it's like a funny thing to like implement because it's not gameplay at all. Like, right. OK, I, I took a sip of water between games instead of pressing start faster. Um, right. But it was really helpful. So then yeah. at Out of the Blue, which was a Chicago regional maybe two, three weeks ago, um, I played against Ginger and I was doing a pretty good job about like taking my time, really trying to stay focused. Um, and I won one set and lost two and he won the tournament. Mm -hmm. um, and after that, um, Fiction was like, hey, um, we should talk about this. I feel like I could really help you with this. And I kind of said some stuff and he was like, I said something like I really didn't feel like I was playing the matchup very much at all. He was mm -hmm. like, zero percent gameplay related, all energy management really? and uh, mentality or something. And I was like, OK, interesting, sick. I'll hit you up in the next few days. Did not hit him up at all. Um, and and so um, when I played against Ginger in winners finals at um, Wisdom Melee, mm -hmm. um, I, that's maybe the first time I've said that um, that as the name of the tournament instead of Mall of America tournament. Mm -hmm. um, ooh, there's like a little echo. Yeah, you want to. Oh, I'm also echoing. Oh, oh, OK. Uh, it's been um, thank you, production. Thank, thank you, production. You. Um, but yeah, so during that, I, I hadn't talked to Fiction, so I didn't know like exactly mm -hmm. what he was going to say, but I knew I needed to just like stay more composed and take my time. And that really just helped a lot. And then he DM'd me afterwards and was like, looks like you figured it out on it, your own. Yeah, almost, Good job. almost like knowing that he had something to say, like you might be able to just guess it. <laughs> like he yeah. was going to say, take your time, you know, like, yeah, like, you know, if he thinks there's some mindset or, or, or timing i don't know how you want to word it but yeah if, if you think there's something to, to be worked on you could kind of be like all right well i could probably just do that mm -hmm. <laughs> even without talking to him so and it worked mm -hmm. yeah i um... saw you play ginger in another tournament pretty recently too where i think it was close-ish but uh i think ginger got the better you at that one so this was like a triumph on multiple levels from that regard yeah that was probably out of the blue Mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. where, oh, yeah, out it, of the blue is the name of the tournament yeah. i was like yeah it was kind of out of the blue wasn't it? <laughs> no yeah, yeah okay. the tournament was called that uh, mm -hmm. ginger won that tournament and i got second but i won a set in the reset and it had been so i think i've had kind of like a bit of a mental block versus ginger for years because i he's just such an amazing player and mm -hmm. he was like one of my first good wins um hmm. and then for years and years i did not even close to beat him unreplicate it yeah um but that i think has gone away a lot mm -hmm. and it's much more doable it's hard because he's a really good player but it's not necessarily hard because of like some silly mental block that i hadn't wor worked through yeah even out of the blue it didn't look um all of the games that you lost looked winnable and you know mm -hmm. it looked pretty damn competitive i think it's um yeah, I think it's cool too when it comes to Wisdom Melee, uh, which was it you said Minneapolis? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was neat too because, you know, when you beat uh, Cody, the, the set after Cody was Ginger. I think for a lot of people, and I think this is a test for a lot of players like yourself that are, you know, um, 
perhaps having like a breakout performance or whatever. Not that it, not that you're breaking, but you know, like a like a performance like that where it's like, holy shit, I might win this event. Yeah. Um, you know, you beat somebody like Cody, and then like, I mean, I've seen so many tournaments over the years where like someone has a crazy win, and then they kind of run out of steam like the next set. Um, sometimes it can be matchup related. Like I'm thinking of, for example, like, I don't know. I remember like Zane beat Leffen. I was like, oh my God, Zane beat Leffen. And then, you know, he just kind of, just kind of got rolled over by S2J the next set. Like it was like unceremoniously. And I feel like I've seen a lot of tournament performances like that. I think there's something to be said for like, you know, you get your win on like arguably the best guy at the event, but then like to stay locked in and be like, no, my job's not over yet. Um, me, myself too. I have had a when I used to go and compete at a lot of tournaments, I had a terrible time at this. Like, usually I would have, if I ever had a great win, like an upset, I, I I had like one per tournament. It was very rare that I had tournaments where I beat more than one really good player. And I feel like it was because I, what, uh, how, how did Cody word it? What he, uh, remember he didn't pop off that what Somebody's like, no, I, he's like, one more. I got to save that, save that pop off energy. I feel like that's like something that's really hard to do. Yeah. Did you do, was that intentional on your end where you kind of like, you know, got to stay dialed in, you know, was there kind of anything on your end that you kind of had that realization for yourself or? So after I beat Cody in winners and it was, I, I reversed three owed him and I like, I went over to my friends and I was just like, I cannot, I can't speak. I just like, couldn't, my brain felt like it just kind of had stopped functioning and I could not like interact with anyone in like a in any like reasonable fashion. I just like <laughs> didn't. It was just like if you said something to me, I'm like I I kind of understand the words you're saying to me. They're very mm -hmm. simple, mm -hmm. but I just like can't respond to it at right. all. Um, and my like my head just felt like so empty. Um, and that kind of like and I was and it was like kind of. At tournaments in general, I've started being kind of more like reclusive almost and not mm -hmm. really wanting to like talk to a lot of people, even though it's nice to talk to people too. Um, it's just when I'm at the tournament, it's like I'm at the tournament and I just mm -hmm. all I am here to do is to play my opponents and try my hardest. Mm -hmm. And anything that is not like in line with that um, can be detrimental kind of it feels and it kind of sucks because tournaments are an awesome like social gathering too and it's like i love seeing all my friends and love seeing mm -hmm. these people i don't see like other than a couple times a year and that's still great but i just can't like allocate that much mental energy towards it yeah um and so so yeah so after i beat cody my brain is just fried and then I have to play Ginger, but I'm just like kind of sitting there. It's like, okay, I know I can do this. And mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm like, I didn't feel like my brain wasn't working for Melee. It just felt for like anything other than Melee, my brain was not. Um, yeah. And so I, I didn't like, I wasn't even feeling like, like, pro I wasn't feeling particularly fatigued going into the Ginger set or anything. It just felt weird for sure. <laughs> like surreal. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, and it wasn't it was, even go ahead. It wasn't it wasn't even like um like surreal and like a wow, I just beat such an amazing player. This is crazy. It was just like so weird feeling. Just like I guess like how much energy I put forth like to to play the game. Mm -hmm. Um 
Whereas just afterwards, I was just like dead. <laughs> but in the moment, you were kind of in the zone, is yeah. what it sounds like. Yeah, that's tight. I hope that, uh, yeah, I hope that continues to happen uh, for you because I mean, I, you you've been, uh, you know, definitely feels like one of the, you know, one of the guys who could really break into that top echelon, and and it's it's cool seeing you uh, perform at such a high level for sure. And, you know, for me, you know, I've been kind of wanting to get you on Radio Melee for some time. Um, I think for me, it was like ever since I, we had like a hallway conversation. And I think it was Big House last year where I realized I didn't know much about you, like from a person to person perspective. Mm -hmm. um, right. Like I, you know, when did you start playing Melee? Like 2000? 2014, 2015. 2014, 2015. Yeah. So like, and I don't know, like I haven't been to there's just lots of regions in the midwest that i just kind of haven't been to so there's like definitely just a chunk like where there's a lot of really great players that i haven't really interacted with that much but i remember we had a conversation and you were giving me your opinions about i think at the time it was like about controllers yeah. and i regardless of what your opinions were i was kind of like oh zamu is an interesting opinion haver and i didn't have you conceptualized as an interesting opinion haver until i think that conversation and i was like well if this person's got interesting opinions, you know, love to love to hear those. You know, I'm all about it. Like even even if um even if someone doesn't necessarily see completely eye to eye with me on certain, you know, aspects of let's say, yeah, control of the gallery or whatever, or whatever the hell it is, um, you know, I'm like, I want to talk to that person more. Uh and we've never really had the chance, but today, uh today hopefully we do. And I wanna be before we um uh talk about it further, I do want to urge of course, everyone in the chat, um, uh, as always, it's going to be exclamation mark radio melee. I'll type it into my own chat. So just to make it easy for y'all. Um, and all you got to do is click on that link and join. Oh, God. What is the process? There's a two step process now where you got to uh, get your you go to the read me channel. Yes. And you react with the gold and assign roles. react and then assign roles. Use the melee react and then you yes. go to the submit topics here and submit your question. See, it's so easy. Yeah. Uh yeah. Basically you get two roles and then you can talk to us in uh submit topics here in the Radio Melee channels where uh you can ask us literally whatever you want. And um yeah, I don't know. I, I think, you know, just to give the people some context so they know what to what to talk about. Do you remember the context of that conversation we had, Zamo? I think you were we were talking about like notches or something at the time. Yeah, we I I once he started talking about it, I started to remember a lot more because I'm pretty sure I also this was in a, a phase of my life when I was talking a lot about the stage list and talking about how oh. green greens is is good. If I remember right, it could have been. Hell yeah. Oh. See, this is what I'm, this is what I'm all about. This is what we're here. <laughs> this is what we're here for on Radio Millie. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And I think I also I, I know we talked about about UCF a bit and how I don't. Yeah like some of how UCF is done, even though I think it's overall just like amazing and really good. Um, but yeah, I, I remember kind of, I don't like the idea of making Melee easier. I think that's mm -hmm. not a great way of like, like making it more accessible and things like that. It's like, I think Melee is hard. And I think that is one of the coolest parts about Melee. I, mm -hmm. I love that about it. Um, and so like, it's like, I am a shameless notch user. I play on a goom wave and I've got notches. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't think notches should be legal. Like, I don't think we should, like, do stuff like that where it just, like, kind of removes a skillful aspect of the game. Like, like even um, in some of my Sammy lessons, like, mm -hmm. an, 
like a good angle will happen and at first he'll be like whoa sick from whatever and then he's like oh probably just notches um and <laughs> yeah. and it's like it is it's kind of lame that that's just what we do now rather than like something i i remember practicing my angles without mm. notches because that's yeah. something you had to practice and i don't think notches necessarily fully trivialize it maybe i'm just bad at using them um but but like those ideas it's like these are just not what i value in melee and so mm. i think like kind of box controllers um kind of also um conflict with kind of the way i think about melee and the way i like it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. stuff like that i yeah i like that you're willing to say like and you know i think this is yeah it's like with the ucf thing right it's like if i can remember your argument it was basically something to the effect of like okay look i mean yeah given the world we live in and the state of like you know there's a difference between like what you would have your ideals be and what you think we should be doing given the current state of reality uh, and I think it's cool that you're willing to compromise on that, right? Like, I think we were basically, it was something along the lines of, like, yeah, like, the current impl implementation of UCF, like, trivializes certain things that, like, actually you think are, like, healthy, essentially, like, if 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 they were actually tested. Whereas, like, but, but, I, and I don't remember which aspects of it it was. I think, like, I think you liked, if I remember correctly, I think you liked that shield dropping shouldn't be controller dependent. Was that I one of them? I think that control, yeah, shield dropping shouldn't be controller dependent, but mm. it should be as hard as it is on a notched controller in vanilla. And I think that people often say, well, it's, oh. it's just as easy on like a well notched controller on vanilla as it is on UCF. And I, which it's I not. genuinely don't know if that's true, but I don't think it's actually true because in, in, I don't, I used to know the exact numbers of like in vanilla melee, there's, two to four i think it's a value. three value yeah i think yeah. it's three y values on yeah. vanilla and i think and it's UCF like is 12 or something yeah um which is and so it's like much wider yeah and so i prefer like like the when um like old faster melee net play delay based um mm. there was a build where like you put your controller into your shield drop notch you press like l or r or d-pad or whatever and that like calibrates oh. where your shield drop notches and it's and still it's you have to hit those values yeah. yeah you still have to hit the vanilla range of values but you get to guarantee that your controller has those values at the correct place mm -hmm. i see instead of saying like well there's all these different controllers that have all different sorts of potential values that will trigger a shield drop let's just make all of those accessible yeah got it got it yeah no i think that's uh i think that's reasonable um i think that's totally reasonable like that's definitely like like, I don't even know necessarily if I, like, personally, uh, like, feel strongly about it, but I think that that's a very reasonable take to have, is that it, it is just factually easier if the zone is wider, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was, uh, I thought that was, like, a pretty, and I don't know, I remember, I remember it was a bunch of other, like, Midwest dudes, like, hanging out, and I was like, oh, this is, like, a fun conversation that I wish I could be a part of, but I had to, like, go commentate or something. Yeah. I was kind of sad about it. I yeah. think, I think this was at Big House because it must have been right um yeah because now that i'm remembering this more um i there was like a compendium to to have you call someone to like wake them up for their pool oh yes and yeah so, some of my friends did this and we're gonna have you call someone who was not at the tournament um <laughs> <laughs> and then like you had to commentate during the time or something like that um 
But yeah, I like not. Yeah, I kind of remember that now. I gave yes, I gave somebody a call actually as they were driving home because they had left early, and I actually did give them a call. Um, so oh god, who was it? I'll have to dig up the maybe when we get started with the with the the, the questions part, I'll, I'll dig up my DMs and figure out exactly who the hell it was. Um, but I did call a bunch of people, and I think one of the other people I called was uh, oh god, it was I don't think it was Rocket. I think it might have been it was one of the Young Links. Oh my god, no, it's um who's the young link on the east coast that here? I'm just gonna Bambi? pull it up. Bambi? Huh? Bambi. Yeah, I had to call Bambi. That's exactly what it was. Yes, I had to call Bambi. Um, and I remember um and I remember I had seen that Bambi's first like difficult match was violence, the Samus. Um, if I remember correctly. And so we ended up talking a little bit about the the young link uh Samus matchup on the phone. And then I was like, Well, go get him. And and I you know, I don't know that I've actually like physically IRL met Bambi, but we had a good phone call. Uh, <laughs> so that was fun. And I would do it again, Joe Guy, if you wanna, you know, if you wanna run that donation goal back for this for Big House Eleven or whatever. Um It was a pretty fun. Uh, idea. Yeah, it was pretty fun. So I I would do it again. I would definitely do it again. Um, so PP, like I uh, you know, I think it's I, I definitely want you to chime in for some of these things just because like, you know, I think it's cool that you competed largely in a like there's like no overlap basically between the era that you were competing and the era that like Zamu was competing. Right. right? And I feel like the notch conversation, I mean, I I've always kind of thought it was cool that you have what is largely since you're not actively competing in tournaments right now, you have like a, like you don't like anything you say, people know you don't have any, there's no like there's no bias. There's, yeah. Right. So it's purely like conceptual. It's not like, this is what I think, but really, but really, it's because I'll perform better in turn. You know what I mean? There's no, sure. there's none of that. Um, so I, I always appreciate when you weigh in on these sorts of things. Yeah, I mean, look, controllers, man. It's it, it makes people upset. So I, I keep it to myself more. Um, mm -hmm. uh, anytime we have anyone on the show that wants to talk about it, I go. All right. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I mean, but I, you are keeping something to yourself. Well, yeah, that that part of it, yeah, uh, but. But I, I do share uh, Zamu's sentiment about about um, making things uh, too easy, and I think there's I think there's a good conversation with that, especially um, with what he said regarding the Firefox notches. Um, mm -hmm. Because I think mm -hmm. that is something that you can practice, and there's there's an interesting discussion to be had, I guess, in my view about it. Because you're like, well, you know, are some of these really reliable to get every time without them? Mm -hmm. and like that's I think that's a discussion that we don't have because the notches just showed up because we had to do them. And it would be interesting if, you know, we had someone do an experiment to see if they could hit them, but who's going to do that? Is it going to be a top player? No, they need to, they need to practice or whatever, right? Like they're not doing that. And if it's over break, who wants to deal with that? Who wants to have this weird discussion? So mm -hmm. I don't know who does that. Um, maybe, you know, maybe we get like a chef rock or something who will just keep dealing with our problems. Maybe he'll deal with that one too. But, um, you know, I, I, um, I think, and I especially felt concerned when we started doing, you know, wave dash notches, because I think that was, that was what I think started before the Firefox one. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, you could, you could just hit the angle. Like everyone loved Mango's long, really long wave dashes. And they mm -hmm. thought it was super cool. They're like, oh, this is hard to do. Like Falco's going so far. And now like, mm -hmm. you know, we've got everyone and their dog hitting them or the shortest one. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's <laughs> something mm -hmm. happened mm -hmm. in practice. So I've always been kind of sad about it, but but I will say on the other side, there are some things where I'm, you know, I've watched some stuff and I'm a little uncertain about like kind of 
shield dropping to an extent and, and to a little extent dash back out of crouch to a lesser extent mm. because some of dash back out of crouch i don't care as much about admittedly I, I don't mind having that be harder i think that one's kind of like weird to get into but shield drop i think if i remember right and again i don't have all the uh, it's been a little while since i've looked into it but there was something mm -hmm. about um how how were there was something about polling or there was something about the other zones around it that made it hard to hit reliably and especially if you have like pod and everything like that not everyone has a fob and and there can be other issues and yeah even, even if you were to calibrate on plug-in i think sometimes there can still be uh drift and everything so i i think because especially because of polling and things i i'd still for shield dropping i in my view it's a little different i think widening is okay personally to me but i think you know wave dash firefox uh you know dash back out of crouch like i'm willing to leave all that harder but shield drop i'm like oh you know okay like that one's that one has just been so finicky and that one just seems so different from a lot of the other cases but i think it's a discussion that it's it's good for us to keep having as a community and i'm not i'm not saying i'm i'm the authority please don't people that know the coordinates of everything please don't come for me yeah uh, but you know i i, I think I am. I do like the philosophy that Zamu puts out. Or Zamu puts out a lot. Sorry, mm -hmm. I'm getting used to it. I, I, used, I did Zamu the other way for so long. Forgive me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel it. Um, and I guess like you know, no, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I just it's 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 almost like been taken. I feel like for granted, you know, um, when when it comes to just yeah. like, uh, you know, these days it kind of feels like. I mean, this is kind of the question we get every couple months, or people people right in and they're like well whoa, what are we doing about like a you know unified rule set for this stuff and the answer is always like well i don't know but it'd be nice um so mm -hmm. you know from my perspective it's like oh it's worth talking about just to bring up every now and then even if not if nothing else right just to like and the rule to let people stuff, know that it's still in flux and the rule set stuff it's not that we don't care it's not that anyone doesn't care but i think i mean zamu you i'm sure you know this it'd be interesting mm. to hear your perspective on this since you're newer but you know, we had the melee backroom back on Smashboards where we made all the decisions. We made, you know, pretty much even oh the God. modern rules about the melee backroom. Yes. And we made very small modifications since then. But we tried in a more modern era. Blur tried to put people together and everyone thought it was the Kingdom Hearts organization of death and doom uh, because they were <laughs> like, oh, well, who's picking this? And it's not democratic and so on. And which the, the melee backroom wasn't either. Spoilers, yeah. but they did a good job. <laughs> I mean, they had problems, sure, I, I guess, but they overall did a good service for the community. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, do we do that the same way? Do we, if, we, if you hold elections, is that just a popularity contest? Like, what? That seems like nonsense. Who's eating onions so they can make the, the rule set, right? Like, that right. seems weird. So, you know, I, I'm curious. Great reference. About, thank you. <laughs> and uh, I'm curious about your perspective on what we could maybe be doing with the rule set, uh, Zamu. Yeah, I definitely think that there's a lot kind of to think about basically um so my region has been running a six minute timer um really uh yeah at our weeklies and then i want to ask you Bain. about that okay um and and it's been pretty cool so the first weekly where we ran it i just like um timed everyone out um and it was like obviously so silly like like I should, I would have just won those games way faster, but I'm just like dash attacking them at 300 so that the timer will hit zero because I think it's funny, um, yeah. kind of being a little mean, um, okay. stuff like that. But um, but there was, but it actually had a lot, like a lot of um, impact in some matchups. Like we had a local Peach player um, and a local Puff player, oh, and yeah. 
their games are already taking that long, but yeah. now they're playing for timeouts. And I think that's pretty cool. I genuinely think, like, I think it is worth thinking about maybe trying out stuff like a four-minute timer. Um, I've been saying this for a while, but no, yeah, you know. because um, so like floaty matchups, um, there's different. There are different skills tested, and at the end of the day, you want you want the rule set to let each player's skills be adequately tested to determine who wins the match. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sure maybe you're playing like Samus Peach. And you got four minute timer and it's going to time almost every match, maybe not sometimes on Yoshi's and maybe not some games if like someone dies early, like, Mm -hmm. but it's going to go to time a lot. Um, And maybe it's like two stocks to two in those in the time of those stocks. There's still like enough interactions that have happened um, to where it's like reflective of skill. Um, And then also another thing is that sometimes like the idea of the timer I don't know if this is necessarily true 100%, but the idea of the timer is to basically make it a actual make it an actual rule that whoever is down is supposed to be the person that needs to approach. Right. Uh, and an 8-minute timer just generally generally doesn't really do that. Like um sometimes it does, but usually usually it becomes more of like an honor system kind of thing. It's like I know I'm supposed to approach cuz I'm down. I like, agree. I, I actually agree. That. And I will throw in, and I'm sure PP, I don't know how you feel about the statement I'm about to make, but I feel like Mewtwo King built a king career out of violating this rule. Um yeah. for years. Uh but anyway, which not to not to simplify, not, please don't take that out of context. Not not like Mewtwo King didn't do a lot of other things better than literally everybody else on the planet. But I you get what I'm they saying. They made a like, combo video of him doing that with the Mega Man remix playing. Yes. And then I Yes. I also think it's it's cool to abuse the rule set as best you can. It is. It is. It is cool to challenge the established perception of what you should be doing. But then we should fix especially it. if it works. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I've I've um I've always been sympathetic to like uh how and and by the way, how did how did the peach and the was it puff? Oh, yeah, peach puff. Um how do they feel about it? Their games are now going to time. Do they like it more or less? Um I know? think I feel like the peach when the peach was winning the peach liked it more and i think the puff liked it less i think it was I just like ah oh, well if I, I'm losing, I don't, I don't it like sounds like it didn't change too much for them dude yeah um that's how things go yeah and <laughs> that's then, very honest at least yeah and then at so like at one of our weeklies a fox player um timed out the puff in one of the games and it wasn't like it wasn't like the goal was necessarily time him out but that just like kind of is what happened and then, so all of the, we were doing this to kind of like prepare and see what it was like for House of Pain, which is one of the Champagne regionals that happens each year. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one was called House of Pain 23, the lab, because we were trying, we ran flex pools, which is where it's best of three, pool sets are best of three, but if it goes to best of, if it goes to game three, it becomes best of five and there's no uh, bands ever. Um, yeah. And so I think that's pretty cool. And then we ran a six minute timer. Um, I don't know if it really impacted much, but like I had a game versus Michael. Game one of our set um, had 12 seconds left on the clock. And I think sometimes people think like, well, a lower timer really like now puffs are just going to try to time people out. But really, Michael had to approach me way more than he may have felt like he needed to if there wasn't a threat of that. 
Right. Because you can, because yeah, because the, the more time you have on the clock, I guess the logic is the more time you have remaining on the clock, the more you can kind of sit and be like, well, uh, the onus isn't going to be on me to approach for like another two minutes so I can keep yeah. doing what I'm doing. And maybe they just get impatient and make a mistake. Um, we all get so impatient. Right. Right. And I mean, who's to blame us? Eight minutes is the longest timer that I think any fighting game has. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it's <laughs> it's bound it's bound to happen. Um, do you know, I'm, I'm just, sorry, I'm just so personally interested in this, um, that I have one more question about it. Do you, is there any data on whether you feel like the term, cause the, the, the naysayers for years have been saying, you know, if we make a shorter timer, it'll actually make the tournaments go longer. Do you have any data or do you have any sense if the tournaments are going longer or shorter or anything like that? Um, I don't think so. I think so. So Royal Flush a few years, years ago ran a seven minute Mm. timer. And I believe if I remember right, zero games went to time. So it it didn't affect anything. Um, And I think six minutes is um, kind of like and I'm just making this up, but I think six minutes is kind of more of a break point where that could be true um because maybe a match that would take five minutes normally with an eight minute timer is going to take six minutes um but i don't think it really um is going to change much um whereas like a four minute timer i think would make it like have to run faster yeah right 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 yeah there's a certain there's a certain amount of time where it's like four minutes just isn't long enough to make there's too many games that go longer than four minutes for it to uh yeah like of course it's going to take faster (laughs) yeah yeah but but yeah, and, and I guess the argument becomes like, well, maybe people are playing for that four minute timer more often. But then, you know, how much does that actually impact the runtime of the tournament or whatever? Yeah, no, I feel that. Um, really, yeah, really curious to who is the TO whose idea this was? Um, Do you know? I'm not 100 percent sure. It was either. I think this might have been a laser claw idea. He, But he so he's like the, our main head TO right now, but he's been in the UK this semester. So it might have been June. She She's like the person that took over kind of while he's out of the country mm-hmm. um but yeah i'm not sure yeah okay that's fair yeah I, I just like uh i don't know i'm always a fan of when tos just like have like they just do it um yeah i again i i don't really like have a solidified opinion on this anymore but at the time i appreciated the joke i just said you know what i'm gonna be the guy that just says no wobbling or whatever right like mm-hmm. I think it's good when TOs just step up and like, like, why not? Like we used to do it all the time. Um, if it's not like actively making, like if it's not like, not like an obviously stupid tournament rule, I say we should experiment more, not less, but whatever. I agree. I really, yeah. I really liked the off season. Um, having like mute city was legal at the end of it. I gen like, I genuinely think we should do more things like that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that um, because melee has been around so long, and even and even at this point for like so long, we've had pre- a pretty standardized rule set. It's like sometimes yeah. maybe FD is a counter pick versus a starter, transformations or no transformations, like stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it doesn't like really change that much. Um, but I think that there's a lot of stages that don't like make the game less skillful. They just somewhat change some of the skills tested and i mm-hmm. think that's really cool and i always i always say so like um when i'm like talking about like a kind of rule set that i think would be fun and not like uncompetitive um mm-hmm. with like um like green greens which maybe is actually just too degenerate but i don't think so i genuinely don't think so and in this rule set even in best of fives you have bands um but like green greens mute city um 
Brinstar, and then like Stadium with Transformations as the four counter picks. Um, and then the five starters, including FD. And then in a best of, in a best of, I think what I was saying is in best of three, you get um, three bands, and in best of five, you get two bands. Um, and DSR is on, and I don't remember what timer I had settled on, but maybe like four minutes or whatever. Um, and then I would always say like, um, th this is what I hear when Scar says there's so much more melee to be played. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair, uh, dude. I, <laughs> I, I love that you're saying this stuff because, um, you know, it's a, uh, yeah, it's um, it's it's it's. Something I've always felt is that like, but it's it's hard to talk. I will I will say, and this is kind of what I meant when I was like referring to like, you know, PP having skin in the game or not, you know, whatever is like I don't know if you ever get this in Samu, but like, you know, we're Fox mains. So sometimes you say things like, I think this stage is cool, that people go rightfully, they're correct. Yeah. Your character is really strong on these stages. And if you add stages to the rule set, it generally makes your character better, unless it's like Brent Star or whatever. Yeah, I always, I, I'm like, like I get it. For like transformations on Stadium, I would always, I would always be like, like I know you're just like saying, well, you're just a Fox player, and transformations are good for Fox. I'm like, if I played Sheik, I would still say those transformations are so fun. They're so cool. Dude, yeah, I, dude, I've been outplayed by Sheik on like stadium transformations plenty of times like it happens and i've wave shine people up the water stage slopes and then they break out of my wave shine because you can't call you know what i mean like yeah there's like a gazillion things that can happen on those and i feel like i always used to really enjoy seeing outplays related to the transformations but you know a lot of people don't agree with me or whatever it's fine you know but fight me i i i miss them in a lot of ways personally um so, you know, it is what it is. I was watching some VOD, like, literally two nights ago of, uh, God, it was like, it was some tournament in, like, 2016 or 2017, and and it was after the IMO should be replayed moment with Leffen and Chu or whatever, but, like, someone someone on the commentary was like, yeah, well, you know, this tournament doesn't have UCF, so blah, 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 we'll see if they miss a dashback or something, and I was kind of like, damn, that, this didn't feel that long ago. Like, this is, I know it was a couple years ago at this point, but it was like, like wow we were still you know it wasn't like completely standardized yet like we'd been still messing with the formula um so yeah it's 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 kind of wild you know people kind of take for granted that we have this unchanging game or whatever but i i don't know it's it's i think it's cool like yeah with off season for example and i just think it's funny with like you know people kind of overstate certain things i don't know if i've expressed this particular opinion on radio melee before but i'll just express it right now just to get it out there um i don't know i think it's like I thought it was silly when people in the aftermath of that tournament, people were saying like, well, AMSA won this tournament, but it didn't shouldn't matter because they had Mute City. And I was like, AMSA didn't play a single game on Mute City the whole tournament. <laughs> like, no one took him there, and he didn't take anyone there. So, like, <laughs> why does it... Like, what did it affect? Uh, you could argue that maybe he fought someone different? Because, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, well, yeah, yeah but he... He had to beat Wizzy. At the like, end of the day, he, he won because he was the best player there on that. Exactly. Day. Right, right. Ex exactly. Like, I just, I'm just like, dude, I don't really think it had anything to do with the outcome, like, at all. Um, I do. You know, so. I do want to. People so, overstate that sort of thing. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, PP, you you played, I don't know when you started playing, but. I played on long the stages. enough ago. Yeah, you played on, played mm -hmm. on not our six stages. Mm -hmm. And, like, so. Did I they got feel... one of them banned. <laughs> yeah and that's great <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah 
that's that's what what it should be i think it's like keep things legal until they need to be banned and then try yeah. them out I, it's such a big discussion and i think yeah i think um you know it's something that's interested me is i i watched um brawl go through a similar thing melee did where they started with a bunch of stages mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. they pared it down and it was kind and i mean the reasoning was kind of similar and as in melee in a lot of ways we're like better night it could just do some insane stuff on this stage and we ban it it'll be better kind of like how fox was you know too fast on hyrule or, or um termina bay right. or whatever like he can just run around and he's faster than everyone and so you know whoever's winning does that and it's not interesting gameplay it's over centralizing you just have to pick fox because of that and so so, so it was like the same sort of thing happened and then it was interesting, both games, and I think this, you know, I think they, before Smash 4 came out, they just like, oh, we're just banning everything preemptively, so I never saw this again, but what sort of happens eventually, and it's a part of a larger talk that I think is interesting, is um, people just start saying, well, we were playing on stages that aren't doing as much to us, but why would we play on those and we could play on stages that just aren't doing anything? We don't have to learn about the nuances. I don't like that. I don't like the stage is asymmetrical. I don't like that the stage has a rock shoot out of it occasionally or or you know the lava comes up from the ground or or whatever right like that's weird i don't like it i just want to fight the other person and that's sort of something that developed in both scenes independently over time because there there ended up not being that much overlap between the leadership of the two games but they both sort of arrived at this decision i mean i think brawls was a little more like we have to keep meta knight in this game i think or we gotta we just gotta get a lot of stages so i think there was a little more of that element to it but i think the same sort of thing still happened from what i could see and so yeah it really comes down to what you value and it and at this point i just feel like the community i mean the fact that the community is trying to ban fountain of dreams for having random platforms instead of you know like like I just feel like we're in such a space where it's it is inconceivable to the general player base to change that. But that being said, I have no problem like trying out things or trying all that because of when I started, I started with all kinds of <laughs> nonsense going on, and and so I you know I've played it and I've experienced it, and I think you know it's it's interesting and to see that in a modern setting would be interesting. But yeah, it, it, as the modern player base goes, I don't know if we I don't I don't know people would just I mean, maybe it'd be good. Maybe changing stuff up, people would be like, oh, well, this is interesting. What's going on? And they all meme on it. But they're hey, at the end of the day, they're talking about it. You know, yeah, I actually. I, yeah, go ahead. If, if I had like way too much money, what I would do. So like offseason had a large enough prize pool that people were going to go because people want to win a large prize pool. If I had mm -hmm. a lot of money, I would be hosting some crazy tournaments. People would go. Yeah, and, like top players would still win. Um, and like, I just think that's a very funny idea. And then I also think something that <laughs> you like just forced them to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. OK, $50,000 pot. You're going to go. Yeah, yeah. Only pokey floats like or something, something like I <laughs> would actually want to do that because yeah. I would I would want to do like what I think are like cool competitive rule sets, not like silly. haha, you're going to go because you want money um like yeah. i would want cool things and so oh so one thing i wanted to say briefly was that um my first kind of like my main like first foray into um competition was the pokemon trading card game and i think oh, yeah. being someone that comes from card games um i have a bit of a different perspective on variants and just like wow. what, mm -hmm. like whether that is okay for competition than others have because I my thoughts are that like if I lose because of a 
um fountain of dreams platform changing that's okay and i'll accept the loss and mm-hmm. also i'll be trying to play it around play around it th- uh, to the best of my ability and i'm all the time i'm di'ing to where the platform could spawn so that if i get re-grabbed now i can di off the platform it's like right. people i don't think i think a lot of top players do think about things like this but i think people don't think about like all of the best possible counterplay they can do and like yeah. um and, uh, Jmook with Wispy is a phenomenal yeah, example. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Like, wow, he literally gets with. a slide off of with Wispy like three times every major. And I like more than I've seen any other Sheik do like ever. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder if that's partially intentional at least. Yeah. And if I'm playing, if I'm like playing against Jmook, I'm aware of him trying that. And so like I might make a specific read because i see wispy is blowing where maybe mm-hmm. i like read his double jump after that or i just like read that he's going there and like do a stronger attack rather than like a bear because i or like or maybe i have to give up the edge guard and mm-hmm, just like mm-hmm. retreat to neutral instead of getting reversal but i just think that like um this might be a fighting game thing overall but spe- at least in melee people really don't like um variants in the game and they yeah and it feels inherently uncompetitive but i um in card games what i think is the the main skill in card games even is what can you do to mitig- mitigate variance and yeah. sometimes you'll still lose you do everything right and sometimes you'll still lose and <laughs> oh i'm think, sure they want to hear that <laughs> yeah and i mean in melee it kind of it happens to some extent a little bit too but it's just like it's it's okay in my opinion for that to happen yeah. um and i think it can be cool yeah, I think that's, I don't know. I think that's like a totally fair viewpoint that I just don't, I don't hear, you know. Yeah, and I don't think very many enough. people really agree with it. And I think it's fine. I think it's like a kind of weird and silly viewpoint in some ways. But also it's what I think. Dude, yeah. I mean, you know, I we got a question at one point. I don't know if this ever got like asked like live, but I think I read a question somewhere, to, at least to me, that was like, you know, what if Melee adopted like, you know, tennis has four majors a year and then three of them are on one type of surface. and then. Uh, one of them, which is the French Open, is played on clay, and it's just like a completely different, like so, like one of the majors every year. It's just like it's it's like if there was just a different stage list, like it like one out of your four majors or something, and it's just like, and you know they're competing for a lot more money than we are, and there are players like Nadal's like record on clay is like ridiculous, and like they're just okay with it. It's just how it is. Um, you know, I'm sure that in I don't know golf, like every golf course is different right like they're all super duper different that's kind of part of i don't know whatever like every every sport like has varying degrees of this sort of thing so i just i don't think it's that that unreasonable of an opinion to have it's funny when i talk to like people like scar about it because i think he's on like the, the other end of the spectrum like he wants to reduce it as much as possible and you know i've heard kind of the way like the philosophy of like stage bands and stuff like that back in his day um which was like mostly my timeline but he started playing a little bit before me he was definitely a better he was like a good player before i was like he was an you know he got fifth at genesis which was own 2009 and i was still like i was nowhere near i wasn't even like local pr level in 2009 so um you know the way he kind of described it to me and maybe pp this is more along your timeline so i'm kind of curious what you have to say about this is like Oh my God. Like, uh, he would basically say like, yeah, you know, we knew that there were all these wacky stages you could counterpick, but a lot of the time you would just ban like dreamland. Cause you would just kind of assume like, oh, the other guy's not going to pick one of those wacky stages. Cause you know, we all kind of think they're stupid and then they would pick one of those stages and be like, oh my God, I should have banned it. Instead I banned dreamland, which I don't really care that much about banning. And it, it, to me, it's just kind of wild that it's like, dude, like, yeah, I mean, if there are that many stages, like you really should ban one of them, shouldn't you? I mean, like, 
you shouldn't assume that your opponent's going to have just the same value system that you do. Um, but, but I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way. I, I don't know if that was your experience at all, PP, or if you thought about it differently or what. While you were talking, I remembered that it, that happened to me once. Okay. And, and I think it was like a puff took me to like Brinstar and I was like, Oh, <laughs> you're like, like, Oh I yeah. Forgot. I forgot. That. I'm getting punished so hard for forgetting. Yeah. It, like, it was like, I think that was a time when like the rule sets were like kind of changing and like I, I thought maybe mm. it wasn't illegal and then it was or something or maybe I just for maybe I for gore. That did happen. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, you know, regardless, I, I was very punished. Um, uh, but, you know, um, I, I would say I was pretty good about, you know, banning the the, the more extreme stages because, I mean, mm. there are a lot of them, but, you know, I think something i did and you know before events i guess you don't have to do that so much now is it i'd read the rules beforehand you know you had the mm-hmm. smashboards thread it, it said the rules in the pin yeah. post, the first post or whatever and you read it because you're like well i don't know what's about to happen at this <laughs> thing so we better we better make sure that we prepare and practice on the stages that that might be there and all that kind of stuff and i think that's a valid skill um and i think you know whether and how much of that encourages people to pick up other characters is also an interesting discussion like how because you know do you want the stages you don't want the stages to be so egregious where you necessarily feel forced to but to make it an interesting decision to how you split your time and and who you play it for and who you don't and the counterfeit system i think is made to to be used and so i think mm-hmm. that, that's all interesting so i, I you know i'm I, I'm not necessarily, it depends on how we wanted to go about it and which, which dimensions, but I think experimenting with it, like Zamu says, there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that. And I'd, I'd be curious to see what, it, what effects it would have. But I think, you know, I, I also feel like if we do it in, we need to do it on a large scale and ideally for more money, kind of like Zamu says, or like we do it one tournament and everyone's going to be like, okay, it's one tournament. I'm not practicing differently for that because the next tournament's going to be the same and the tournaments before it are, like I'm practicing for also are going to be the same. I think you'd need something that really gets people to go, okay, well, time to see if I can really abuse this four minute timer because I want that $90,000 or whatever, you know, right. so I, that's, that's, that's the weird, weird state we're in. But I do hope we at least experiment more, if not try and form some way to make some rules or, or do seasonal rules or whatever. I don't care how mm-hmm. we do it, but just, you know, trying something out and, and having some system that sort of decides something for melee would be nice. Yeah, I feel that. You know? But, well, be, let's, uh, you know, I, at, at this point, I think we've got we got a bunch of questions coming in, uh, kind of had an influx of questions. We should get to the caller soon. But before we do that, let's go ahead and make sure we uh, get to the bottom of the community voice from last week, which we definitely um, remember. Yes, because uh, our producer is about to put those responses on the screen. Yay. And uh, and we're going to be reminded what the question was. Oh yeah, it was basically like, it was like the it was it was kind of like a a, a follow up to even the previous week's question, which was right. for Moki uh, two weeks ago asking like, what's a good like hobby to do if you're a Smash player? Like, what's a what's a supplementary hobby for Super yeah. Smash Brothers? And then we had what something I think is a little bit analogous, which is what's a skill uh, that that right. Smash has taught you? Uh, you know, besides like literally, you know, like the game itself. Slammer coming in saying Smash definitely taught me how to get over performance anxiety. I used to even get stressed without an audience learning how to play guitar because I was just so embarrassed hearing how bad I was by myself in my room. Smash time is respectable, fun, and crucial to the learning process. Just put yourself out there and feel no shame in being a beginner at something. It's the only place you can start with anything in life, and you don't want to cut yourself off from new experiences for fear of failing. Yeah, I, 
I really, I really feel that I like, this is kind of, I think we talked cause we had Coney last week and I think we, t- I might've even mentioned that like, you know, getting into like commentary for Melee is probably not something I would have done if I hadn't done like theater in high school. Like I definitely mm-hmm. think stuff like that performance anxiety, like, you know, I, I would get super nervous in front of a crowd of like 20 people. Right. And then, um, you know, I, I never would have been able to envision like doing what I do now. So I think it's really cool to get those sorts of life experiences. Yeah. Just being on stream in front of like, even like 20 people is just a lot. Cause you're like, well, that's a, that's a class for me or whatever. Right. But some right. people like they're on stream in a major and it's like thousands of people and they're like, and they're like playing Zane and he's like there with his pillow and you're like, Oh God. Yeah. Right. And so I, but after that, you're like, okay, well I survived. It was fine. The pillow was a little intimidating, but you know, you got yeah. through it. <laughs> Zam's got uh, a pillow too, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's true. Strong it's, pillow game coming out. Cou- uh, my my counter to his pillow. Ah, uh, yeah. It's got like something. A negative times a negative. Mm-hmm. Just cancels yeah. out. Um, we got Night Ghost fourteen hundred coming in with another answer, saying that playing melee helped me get over my stubbornness. I remember playing this brand new to competition Marth player. It was their very first tournament, and I had been competing for a year at that point, so I felt very confident. My tech skill was far better. But I just kept running into forward smashes and kept telling myself that as long as I stuck to my game plan, I would be fine and close it out in the end. I lost not just that set, but also a P-plus set because we were seated to play each other in both events. <laughs> I spent the next week just thinking about how I play and having to confront my personal demons if I wanted to progress and get better. It taught me that I could challenge myself in the journey of self-improvement. And yeah, I feel like, you know, I think that's what I love about, that's kind of like the the spirit of open brackets is you can you can just challenge someone, but you can also be challenged by anyone. You're, you know. Uh, some people can maybe be so used to playing certain styles and when something new happens, they're like, oh, well, I don't. Dude, I, like I had to play Borp, you know? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, you can't you can't be stubborn playing Borp. <laughs> no. So I've been there. I've been there. And no, our man. last uh, our last writer, Noel Hernandez, I don't usually go to tournaments nearly as frequently anymore, adult with nine to five, et cetera. But what I did learn earlier was on how to chat with people and figure out how to read people's tones either before or after sets. I used to do light TOing in college and the ability to interact with anyone was something I developed over the years. Nowadays, I always enjoy chatting with others and learning mentalities and motivations uh, for all things. That's really cool. I would yeah. thought, hey, well, how about that? Join social skills. Develop, develop social skills and That's hygiene, That's a big right? sell. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, take that. Take that, Reddit. You know? <laughs> uh, let's get in our callers for the episode. We got a couple lined up. Our first caller is going to be... Oh. We've had this one. Okay, PP, you 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 addressed this caller last time. I, I did, remember. and I nailed it according to the information I'm beginning. So, so you should do it again. It. There's no way I'll mess up. No home test five. Hello, I said it right. Right. What's your What's your question for us today? Yep. Still oh, no home test Yeah, no home test Oh, I've been reading it as like Nahomedes Faye. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know where the space was. You know what I mean? I thought the space was anyway. That's what, fair. What, yeah, sorry. <laughs> what do you uh, what do you got for us today? Yeah, um, if you could transform between two characters, sort of like the Sheik Zelda transformation, which would you choose and why? Oh God! Oh, oh dude, dude. Yeah, there I are just lots where you can already do this, pick. right? I don't know. I, I don't know Maybe. what I would choose. Oh golly. Um. Well, I think there's a really like you know the most tryhard answer has to be like. Fox Puff? Yeah, I was thinking like Fox Mewtwo at first, but I think Puff would just be smarter and way better. Because you've, like, what you, the, the nice thing is you could recover. You yeah. know, you turn, I'm off stage. Okay, cool, I'm Puff. But also you could rest? 
it would That's if you're good. at zero zero it could be better to like be puff versus fox for example and rather than be in fox versus yeah. fox. That's well, a good point. I mean, if you had to go by percent, you had to do that slow transformation. I don't think yeah. it would be worth it. I think it's just Fox Marth, but I just think that's the best dual main in the game. Oh. Because you just Marth. can't you just can't get stage counterpicked then. IMO. Mm. Uh, I mean, you could you could counterpick to like instead of instead of being Fox Marth, you could you could be Fox Puff and then you get counterpicked to FD and then you go like Marth Puff or something. Okay, I got a completely yeah, different angle. I got a completely, I got a completely different angle for y'all. I'm gonna go Falco Falcon, because Falcon's biggest weakness is that he sucks in the scrap and he kind of has to reset to neutral. But Falco likes to scrap, and Falco's I'm not gonna say biggest weakness, but one of the problems he has is like you know sometimes it's you know he's great at comboing and building up percent, but it's like okay sometimes you have to finish your combo with like a back air and then edge guard them. Now you finish your combo with a knee at like fifty and they'll die. So. You guys are I guess of, like really fast transformations. Yeah, I guess the question. Yeah, mm. no, that's a good point, right? If I it, guess the question it, is how fast the comp is the. Is the if, it, if it is fast, then I yeah, that that could change my answer. It, sure. If it's if it's like the same speed as the Sheik Zelda transformation, I feel like the only real big use would be recovery. But if it's fast, mm. if it's like yeah, quick can you do and a you mid -combo? Can do a mid combo, yeah, like Falco. like Falcon Falco just like stomp, shine, transform back knee. So like, just crazy here's, a, here's a question about that. If we're going to use a spacey, if it takes the down B slot, so you could no oh. longer use the down B, wouldn't that change it? I would have to rethink all of the things I've just said. Well, then, then I think Falcon stronger. I think spacey yeah. and puff weaker because you yeah. want shine and you want rest. Uh, Falcon, I think is pretty happy to lose. I think Marth stronger, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. Counter's not that important. Edge guarding kind of, but you know, like you'll, you'll figure it out. Um, would have been tough. Yeah, if, you're, if you're playing against a spacey, and then like your count, they're just going to transform anyways. So your counter is not even as important. <laughs> right. Yeah. Honestly, Sheik could be one of the two characters too. Yeah. Uh, you don't lose a down. Yeah. Is the best part. Well, do we leave Sheik and Zelda attached then, for the sake of this? Like, are we are we putting that? Are, <sighs> are, are we are we taking the twin? Are we taking the twins apart? What are we doing? I guess here? we take the twins apart. I unless see, you yeah. want like three that you were yeah. gonna be three, like like Pokemon trainer. <laughs> I think Sheik Puff is a you've an argument for that, right? Because you you there's one time that you do really want to transform. It's when you get hit off stage and you want to recover. And there's spots where Sheik kind of sometimes has to eat to hit, and you could turn into a floaty and and just recover and and kind of be okay. So I think there's an argument there. It's weird. I'm kind of thinking about this and I'm and I'm realizing. Are if because if we're the only character that are we the because we wouldn't be the only person that can do this in this hypothetical melee, it'd be also other people that could do it. And if they all lose their down bees, that means the spaces are just way worse, they just all lose shine basically. So it's like, I feel like given this, I feel like Marth has to be one of the characters in this, but I don't know how the rules really work out. But I feel like Marth has to be one of the characters because again, counter you don't lose as much, and then he still just is just dunking on people anyway, he's just an insane character anyway. So, mm hmm. Something yeah. like Sheik Falcon might be crazy. Yeah, not really. Nope, changed my mind. <laughs> because you changed your mind because both of them have the recovery problem where you, both of them yeah, kind of want to Yeah, recovery. pretty much. Yeah. And it's like you don't really, there's no, there's never really a chance as them to like go through the full transformation 
for yeah. and it be and it be helpful like like maybe as falcon if you get a hit below 24 maybe it's more likely to lead to a stock than if you get a hit as sheik below 24 but also you're probably only leading to a stock if you're getting a grab anyways which you can do as sheik and right. i'm also like only thinking about fox like fighting fox yeah 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 which granted is important yeah not as important in this format what if there's an argument for ICs? You keep in them. that in that like you know when Nana dies like <laughs> yeah someone else screw you it is an ICs buff depend as long as they get another like you know uh, upper mid tier or higher yeah like even turn like you, you Nana dies you turn into Pikachu that's a good deal yeah. oh Pikachu Pikachu could be on here. Because the thing about Pikachu is he's kind of hard to combo, so you're kind of down to be Pikachu at some percent. And recovers well. And recovers well. And yeah. recovers well. I think Pikachu's got an angle. And sometimes I think maybe if you hit the opponent off stage pretty far, you might have a chance to transform into Pikachu and to like get a little tail spike or something. Oh yeah, Pikachu's got a good edge guard. Yeah. Dang, that's a neat. That's a that's a neat thing. The rules of it are kind of strange, but I like them. I like that. I don't know. It's um, it's an interesting character archetype. I think you know melee. It just kind of has some cool characters like that. It would have been nice if Zelda had been a little stronger to make that a little more interesting. Obviously, mm -hmm. if, it, if it was two top tiers put together, that would be kind of insane. Uh, but having like Sheik and then like having Zelda be like a mid tier or something like or you know something like that would be kind of neat. And, and, you know, like having DJC characters is neat and float canceling being specific, like all that kind of stuff, just neat special mechanics, I think is just cool like that. So I, I like that there's a Sheik Zelda thing and I like the idea of putting it on other characters. It's just all pretty fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, I uh, like the idea of um, having this kind of situation, but you have to like lock. It's like tier locked. Almost the way we used to do character drafts for like Iron yeah, Man. Sure. It's like certain certain amounts of points. Yeah. Like five points for, for top tiers and blah, blah, blah. And then you like have to do like a top tier and, a, and like a mid or lower tier. Mewtwo just gets so much more valuable because it's just recovery. Mm -hmm. recovery steady. Mm -hmm. Ness has an angle, I think. Um, does he? Yeah. What's he? What's what's he got? Back air. Yeah, he gets yo-yo glitch. <laughs> that, would be funny. that would be funny. Oh, wait a sec. Yeah, there's a real angle there. there's that's funny. You you can now jack it every single move in the game. Yeah, yeah. what if you like yo-yo oh, glitch, oh. thunder jacket, transform back into like into fox and you just run around really fast? Oh my god, yeah, that's too much. That's so powerful. <laughs> that's so powerful. It's funny. Um well, I hope, uh, you know, I don't know if you've got a established, I guess we'll let you close this one out. In, uh, I forgot to say Nahum Tesfaye. Uh, if you've got a take, you can feel free to provide it and then drop your shout outs for us. And this is exactly how I hoped the question would go, just because it's really open ended mm -hmm. how the rules exactly work. Um, so I was, I was very happy with this. Um, Man, I don't know what rules that I'm gonna go with. So I I can't come up with something off the top of my head. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's so essential. But yeah, this was wonderful. Um, I didn't think my shouts a month ago, and they're basically the same. Okay, uh, do them again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So that'd be like E Poodle, create slash. Happy birthday, E Poodle! Right now. Wow. Hey. Hey, I think birthday. it's his birthday today. 
amazing. Nice, nice. Yeah, so happy birthday then. That's a pretty good shout out. Um, and once again, uh, the Footsies Discord. Um, gonna have a ladder this weekend, so it's gonna be a lot of fun. Cool deal. All right. Well, you have a great rest of your day. Thank you for calling in. You too. Take care. Best of luck to everyone in the Footsies Discord. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's get our next caller in here. We got a couple more questions to go through. Um, and it's gonna be Chris Toker. Chris Toker, what you got for us today? Where are you calling in from? Hi, uh, I'm from NorCal. Uh, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, my tag is Chris Toker. Um, and yeah, I, I've been playing this game for five years competitively. Um, okay. I, and, but I started playing when I was 11 years old. So oh. basically my question is, is I really enjoyed making Mario big in between stocks. And I've come to learn within the past five years that some people don't enjoy these types of actions. Is it toxic? <laughs> to taunt in me oh man okay i've got a great take here um that no one's ever I, to my knowledge i'm the only person who has this opinion i think some taunts are toxic and others aren't oh wait i think that's a standard opinion you think that's a standard opinion okay or do I you think mean maybe... like character taunts character okay i think okay. some that's character taunts i think yeah no, 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 no i think some character taunts are a lot less toxic than others for example captain falcon's taunt not toxic like it's just show me your moves, dude. It's so iconic. Like if a Falcon yeah. hits a sick combo and asks you to show him your moves, it's just that's just Smash Brothers at that point. Like you can't get mad at that. Like come the fuck on, dude. It's show me your moves. Um, <laughs> Mario getting big on them, I think debatable. I think Fox's taunt can get pretty toxic because it's just you know it's just like when I think about what a toxic. If I was in a fight, like a street fight with someone, and they were like, "Come on," you know, I'd be like. Maybe I will come on, you know, like that would, that's the kind of thing that would rile me up maybe even like uh, on the street. So, um, and then what are some other ones? Uh, anyway, Peach is kind of toxic, I think. Which one? Falco's laugh. Is is that toxic? See, laugh? It's a little chuckle. It's a small chuckle. He goes like, hmm. He says more in Japanese. And if you're in Japanese mode, he he goes on spiels. Yeah, he's got Um, stuff to talk to you about. Anyway, that's my, that's my two cents. Y'all you know, I, I well, I guess I'll let uh, Mr. Zamu go first. Our esteemed guest, what do you think about taunting? Is it toxic? Um, it can be a little toxic, but who cares? <laughs> That's like my main thought. If you're, if you're like, if someone is being annoying and like, like literally taunting you all the time, or like the thing when like someone's playing a peach and then they just spam down smash it's like that's not a taunt like the action taunt but it's it's like similar if if you're like getting annoyed at the opponent taunting it's like you're just like you're the one that is losing the most it doesn't right. matter if they're being toxic to you it is your own personal interpretation of that toxicity that is causing you pain and it's just like you just can't care you just mm-hmm. can't care. It's annoying, but it's annoying and move on and try to play better melee. And <laughs> like, and it, I don't know. I, I think that it is a silly thing to like, really like care about a lot. It's like, wow, these people are taunting me. I'm so mad. It's like, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? And then if you're the person that's spamming taunt, it's like, don't you have like anything better to do? <laughs> it's like, do you do you think this is so funny? Like, are you if you are gaining so much joy from spamming taunt that like the world is just like a better place because of it? Then like, good for you. But like, who <laughs> cares? Just like play the game, get better at melee. Why do you care about like taunting and making people <laughs> mad? It's like, shut up. I'm so with that. Like, I feel like um, 
Yeah, like it's not just the taunt itself, right? There's like different levels of intent behind it. And there's like, you know, you play people online that like they are just they're clearly just in a bad mood and they're over it and they're spamming. It's not sometimes it's not even taunting. Sometimes it's teabagging or spamming one move in place or something. It's like, dude, like I don't want to play you if that's how if you're like, like, I don't know, I'll play people with like my Falcon and then I'll like zero to death them. They're playing like, let's, let's say Marth because I, th I had this experience like the other week. And then the Marth, when they finally take a stock between stocks, they just do up airs in place. Like, oh, look at you. You're only doing up airs because you because I died in on four of your up airs and then I got need. And it's like, yeah, I mean, that's the move I'm supposed to use to kill you. I, I don't know what <laughs> to say. Like, am I not supposed to use it? Or like I had it with Falco and, and then a Marth started doing neutral bees in place because I'm lasering them. And I'm like, yeah, I mean. Look, you're on unranked, and, you know, when in my day, I didn't have a way to practice without driving to someone's house, right? And you've got it so good, you can sit at your computer in your room with your air conditioning or whatever in your gamer chair and get practice across players across the world, which is a, which is a remarkable, uh, you know, feat of technology. And it feels like it feels good. It's. It's it's it feels as if it's offline if you have a decent internet connection and you're choosing to like take that gift that Fizzy has given us and be and instead of treating it as practice you're getting mad that, like a Falco's playing neutral correctly and shooting you with his laser like dude I don't know what to tell you like good luck when you decide to go to tournaments uh you know because you can't rage quit out of the well you can but you have to leave yeah you know, it's there's like out a of the bracket. social a social kind of like embarrassment but instead you just right? like be annoying and online yeah i think i think people people just need to like i would like it more if people were kind of more <laughs> honest with themselves about like their emotions when they're playing melee it's like right. it's fine to get mad but it's just like you're just being annoying you, for no reason yeah like you know what i'm saying it's like come on man i don't know anyway i, I i'm with it uh i'm i think I think the the actual I should respond. We should respond to the actual Mario Ton itself. I think getting big on them is hilarious. I think everyone should watch the most recent episode of the Reads, where I think it's called "We Get a Little Toxic" and Mango plays a bunch of Mario, and I think he keeps getting big on yeah people. Um, but I think that and, and Mango's like, dude, are we toxic? And I'm like, dude, I don't know, man. I think it's just funny. It's like I Mango's playing that. Mario, I've been, and he's I've been studying like Mario. <laughs> it's a good Mario. I mean, Mango's got one of the better ones, so. Um, it's too good of a taunt. Yeah, I taunt can definitely be a little toxic, but it can be a little toxic. Overall, it's how you wield it. It's it's how you wield it. Um, I, I could never get mad at a Mario. Personally, personally, I could never get mad at a Mario uh, getting big on me. I think that one is. By the way, something we got to talk about. That one is. Some taunts have to be a little bit more calculated than others. Okay. Um, young Link taunt. You can't always get away with the Young Link taunt. Yeah, Mario taunt is also first. pretty slow. Gotta throw a boomerang first. Marathon's also pretty slow. Like sometimes yeah. I remember I think one of the kills, like Mango gets a kill and he's like, ooh, do I have time to get big on him? Sometimes you don't. They're gonna spawn and you're way bigger. Your hitbox is super big. So you know, there's like a bit of a so I'll me personally, I will never get mad at a Mario. Um ta taunting me. I just think it's it's too good of a taunt. It's like to me, it's like S tier taunt. Yeah. Too much you know. joy. I'll, I'll tell you this, Chris Stoker and everyone else listening that hasn't seen this yet. We had uh, Aklo on the program, um, yeah. you know, a while ago, and that was the subject of most of what we talked about in the in the first portion of the show, because uh, at the time, you know, Aklo was starting to get really good results and 
and he was and he was acclotoning on people you know mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. really just it's just regular taunting but sometimes he does a little oh zami what's up well that just it, go on and then i will i will i have something to share about okay. something similar okay sure and so mm-hmm. there was a big discussion about whether it was okay whether it was not and and aclo i think he was just kind of having fun when he did it. He was like, not, he hadn't intended to make anyone mad, but a lot of people interpreted it that way, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which, you know, it's a, it's a whole thing. And I think we didn't have this discussion when we didn't really take online as seriously, when the community wasn't as big and everything like that. But you know, this is, this is something that comes with the nature of being an online game when you're not there in person. Right. Cause if you're there in person and you're taunting and you're, you're being a, you're being, being a real butt cheek, people are, they're going to be like, can you leave? We don't want you to be here with us when you're acting like this and doing this. Right. But like, if it's online, you, it's like, there's a lot of like the dehumanizing that still goes on like that. We don't, we forget there's another person there on both ends of it. So, you know, I, I, I don't really. Because I think there it is kind of complicated. Like Toph mentioned, there is intent behind it, right? And there's even a cultural thing, I mean, arguably, too, where none was like, yeah, in, in Nicaragua, we just did it as... A, it was called the celebration. It wasn't a taunt, right? Which I think, it's, which is, I think is... The celebration! Right. And so it wasn't, it wasn't meant as a way to disrespect. You did it when, you know, something cool happened because you were excited and you just... You did... Like for, it was for special mm-hmm. occasions. So everyone mm-hmm. enjoyed when a taunt happened, so... It it was it. I think there's a lot of there is some nuance and some real interesting social aspects that come into it. But you know, I've said my piece. I'll hear what Zamu has to say. Yeah. Now. So, um, years ago, I I was a bit of a tactical taunter sometimes, not, <laughs> not too often. But like you're ever, you're ever playing against someone that just like like they're getting mad at like every little thing and or you just think that they're or or you know, but you they seem like someone that just kind of tilts kind of easily i used to sometimes taunt in those situations because i thought it would give me a better chance to win the match like mm-hmm. in tournament um and, and this is irl irl yeah 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 um and i kind of i i stopped doing that i i remember like thinking about it a little bit um for someone a few years ago um but i was like i don't want to win like this i just want to be the better player and <laughs> so like i kind of stopped that and then there's another then that my last little thing about taunting is there's a player Dan's demand. He used to be a player from Las Vegas, I believe. Well, player from like um, St. Louis area maybe, or Kansas City moved to Las Vegas. Now I think he's like, I don't even know if he's in the country. Chic player. Pretty OK. Very rager, pretty toxic guy. Um, I don't know if he's like this anymore. Now I think he plays league, so he's probably like that still. Um, <laughs> but oh, but he's man. fine. And we have there's no ill will between us anymore. But I remember years ago I was teaming with Captain Faceroll at some event, and he said something that was like kind of BM afterwards. We played like years later in bracket. Mm-hmm. I think it was a best of three, and I think it went to game three. I think within that I taunted like 13 times or something crazy. And afterwards he had some 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 words for me and they were fair but i i kind of said the same things back to him and um then we went our separate ways <laughs> but that was toxic but he was yeah. toxic first <laughs> right oh. again there's intent there's intent there yeah and my intent um, was to be as toxic as possible <laughs> nice nice well what a what an uplifting end to, to that yeah uh, question thank you chris toker for for yeah. calling in today do you have any shout outs for us on your way out 
Uh, I'm gonna shout out my controller person who is Womp three hundred three in chat. Actually, that's that's basically oh, Womp's in chat too. That's cool. And, Let's go. And Wheeler. Womp definitely Wheeler. makes amazing. Uh, has an amazingly talented individual. So absolutely, absolutely. All right, thank you guys. Thank, thank you. Have a you. good one. Thank you, Chris Toker. Cool to um. Is that person is that person out of the call? Are they off they the are. air? There, there are. Yes. Thanks. Was that person sixteen? No, yeah. no, that I'm, math? I am fairly sure. So 17? if you listen to the words he said, that is what he said. I'm That's fairly sure said. that is not what he meant. Okay, because I was going to say that person did not sound 16 or 17. I think he meant that like that was when it? he first like touched the game casually. Oh, he's 32. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I was like, I was like, damn. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Oh, these these 17 year olds are, are built, built different these days. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I just wanted to clear that up. That is uh, important. Yeah. That is important. I think we have time. Are we doing one? Hang on. No, I don't oh, think we're doing anymore. We don't, we don't got any more. We don't got any more. Okay. No more. All right. Well, uh, yeah. We had some, uh, some good discussion and we had yeah. it with a, a great, great melee player to have on. Um, yeah, God, I wanted to say one more thing. Oh, no, I yeah, actually did want to say one more thing about taunting, uh, which was that um, I think another angle that we actually didn't tackle at all uh, was light in the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate community, who I think is analogous to Aklo in some ways. Uh, they both play Fox and light always does the taunt and like rolls it like literally rolls up his leaves and stuff. Um, <laughs> but like the but the like the 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 meme or not meme, but like the way people talk about it is like, oh, it's like not about like light's not trying to taunt the opponent. It's like a power up. Yeah. Like, uh, and for up. light, it's like it's like a little bit better in ultimate because, you know, each character I wish Melee had this. Each character has more than one taunt. Right. And he does like the taunt that looks like looks like Fox is like going Super Saiyan where he like gl- yeah. their fire comes oh, out yeah, and stuff. I that one. Um, I, I do like that one. I wish we had that one. And so, you know. By the way, this is why I say I think some taunt animations are more toxic than others. But anyway, point is, uh, yeah, that's that's also a thing that, like, you know, sometimes you're almost taunting for yourself. SFAT taunts, you know, sometimes you taunt and then you get bodied. And it's funny. Uh, that he was hasn't done it for in years. years. He hasn't done it in years. But yeah, he well, I think it got beaten out of him. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Anyway, point is, uh, yeah, there's different ways to look at it. I think people taunt for different reasons, and I think it's important. But intent, as with everything else, you know, over the Internet, intent gets lost um it's a it's a it's a bummer you know i i uh and this is why everyone should go to tournaments and and hang out and also be nice to each other regardless and be nice to each other yes um yeah and i love captain face roll uh well with that said i think we've pretty much come to the end of the episode i think the only thing left uh, is for zamu to impart our dear viewers over on youtube with a community voice question uh, of your own so basically everyone listening in on youtube uh, is going to have the opportunity to answer any question you want to throw at them. It can be literally anything you want. It could it could be what are the two characters that you would fuse together to um, um you know it could be anything. But um, I may I may need y'all to help me workshop this a little bit. Mm-hmm. But okay. I think I want to ask something about like for people that have gotten into melee and like wanted to go to tournaments or gone to tournaments. What? what so for me when i started going to tournaments i think Mm -hmm. i pretty quickly like wanted to be the either really good at the game or like the best player i could be or the best player in the world or whatever and so i kind of use that lens as kind of my way of viewing most people in the community like that is what happened to them when they started going to tournaments but i don't Mm -hmm. think this is true at all and i think it kind of 
shapes a lot of my perspective about the community. Um, Can you explain what you mean? So, <laughs> so basically, um, a while ago, I tweeted something about commentators and how I don't think you should be allowed to want to be a commentator. I love you've this been, tweet. Yeah, I love this and, tweet. <laughs> you DM'd me after it. Yeah. Um, unless, unless you've been like playing in the, unless you've been competing in the community for five years first, just like trying to get better at the game, liking the game and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, because to me, I can't really like fully fathom the idea of like wanting to have a role in the, in the community um other than like good trying to player. win yeah right. trying to win because it's like why do we go to tournaments to try our best to win every set we sit down to play mm -hmm. um and i think i think to is a good is like i, I like it when people want to be tos don't like it particularly when people like want to be commentators um but just like that idea of like yeah why did you get into melee if not to be the best mm -hmm. so are you Jack looking are you looking for answers that are not I want to be the best? You're looking for, uh, for answers besides that. Like what's your kind of I I guess I guess or, because or, I don't or think they, or if they do want to be the best, maybe what are some other reasons they got into it? Am I understanding this right? Cuz I'm just trying to understand what your question is. Yeah, I I'm trying to understand what my question is too. <laughs> okay. I cuz I don't I don't I want everyone's answer to be to be the best and i don't like necessarily want um like the answers that aren't that but i do like kind of want to ask the question so, so you want to ask you want to ask a leading question please just write in chat cv colon i want to be the best smiley face yeah pretty much like um how yeah i don't know so i guess to to make it into a question is why if you attend tournaments like what about competition do you enjoy and mm -hmm. does is your motivation to be the best player that you can be or is it to more so enjoy your time in the community and those are not mutually exclusive but i think they can kind of take a different a different form in the way you interact as someone in the community. Um it's Jackzilla in chat says Zamu's gonna feel bad when all the answers are to make friends. Well so that's my answer too though. That's right, I right. Mean, that's the thing. There's it's there's there's two wolves inside of us. Right? <laughs> yeah. There's always two wolves. You know what's funny? This may shock you. Um I when I first started playing I didn't really want to be the best at all because I, I didn't think I could be the best and I developed that goal years down the line like because I got into Melee in 2008 and I got I was like top 100 in like 2013 I was like PR in like 2011 or 12 which is kind of a longer curve maybe than a lot of players and I think for me when I first got into the game um, I just thought the community was really cool and like I wanted to kind of be a part of it in some way if that makes sense. But I also identified, I guess, that like, you know, a way to do that was, and then like, I, I realized that first of all, there's, there's Melee the community and there's also Melee the game. And I really enjoyed both. And I think the things that attracted me to Melee the community and Melee the game were actually different. 
um, Melee the game because it's a really fucking cool game with a lot of express expression and stuff like that. And then there's Melee the community um, where, you know, I've been watching Ken and Isaiah and these guys for so long. And I was like, wow, this is it's actually like, you know, who you know, who actually I talked about recently about this um, that had a, a very similar take to me was actually Jmook. And Jmook was talking about how when Jmook first got into Melee, it was like, you know, there are all these like characters in this in this, you know, TV show or anime or something. And then now it's like suddenly he's like one of them. And yeah, that's really Tope cool. Tope and PPMD were definitely entities to me for a while. Right, right. And and yeah. I had my set of entities that I thought were just really cool. And I would go to tournaments because I was like, dude, this is awesome. Like, I get to, like, see it in person. It's always cooler in person when you get to. And then, I, you know, and I kept going to tournaments that I realized, like, well, I'm not that I'm not that bad at this game, as it turns out. And it's really fun. So I, I developed that goal midway. But I actually don't think I started with it. Um, and I don't know how common that is or whatever. Um, like, I think some people, like, from their inception in the community, they want to be the best. I'm also really curious. This is all to say that I'm also really curious kind of how people frame their own relationship uh, with the game or with their community or with their local scene or whatever it is. Um, because I think people do look at it differently. Even people that get very, very good. Like, even people yeah. like Jmook, like, kind of can, can start as fanboys. Um, that that has who's and now he's like probably the best player or like you know top three or whatever. So that can happen, um, which I think is 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 really crazy. Uh, I do. So I, I am very curious about this. I I do think that when I think back on it, actually, I think a lot of my motivation to get good, get better, was also to make friends because it felt like an easier way to interact with people. Um, mm -hmm. within like like in Champagne, it's like I was really young. Um, and my scene was mostly like college students. Um, and so there's like kind of a, a weird, a different dynamic there. Cause it's like, the, they're not my peers in any other context. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that I viewed getting better at the game as a way to feel more respected in those contexts, which is mm -hmm. not, it's probably not, not great. Um, not a great thing to, to feel or to like have be um i don't know how true it was but like have um be a motivator um mm -hmm. but that was definitely i think that those tied in together of like wanting to make friends and and be in a, like have a sense of community and then also me viewing the idea of getting better as a means to that end right i think that's a pretty common experience to be honest yeah. with you i also bet that the responses to this sort of thing differ wildly with uh, age, actually, and the age you get into Melee. Yeah. Um, I think that people, depending on what stage of their life, uh, I think it really, like, influences your um, perception of, yeah, how, how, first of all, how good you want to be, how realistic you are versus how idealistic you are, you know, things like that. Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm really, really curious. Uh, and this goes all the way up to, you know, I've talked to, like, people like, Mike Ross and Daigo, you know, who are older than me and, and they're still like Daigo, especially still competing and, you know, like his kind of take on like competing and still trying to be the best, you know, is very different than somebody who's like a teenager. Um, cause like, he's like, I think 40 now. So, uh, yeah, really interested in this. So I guess let's summarize the community voices. Like how, how would you word it? Like basically how do you frame your motivations for participating in super smash brothers melee? Like, how do you kind of perceive that? For yourself. Yeah, I think that's kind of the the question. Like, how do you how do you frame your motivations for 
competing in playing in competitions for mm -hmm. melee um and your i guess it's kind of how do you relate your relationship to melee the game and melee the community mm -hmm. um and i'll even throw in um and do you think it's changed yeah because uh, i think yeah. for people i think it does evolve for people yeah um, i think, I think it's people have weird like if it does yeah honestly honestly uh yeah i dig it um well, thank you, PP, and and thank you for coming on uh, the program, Zamu. Really, really fun episode. Yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of fun messages in my chat too from people over the course of the. I always keep an eye on my chat. Um, but yeah, PP, if uh, we can close out, if you got nothing left, nothing else. I one quick word. I just wanted to say, if if uh, Coney really had me thinking last week about how important it is to not be seen only as a hardcore community because that might alienate some. If mm -hmm. you like Melee because you think it's fun and you you like hitting with Falcon Knee and Falcon Punch and that's all you want, hey, more power to you. I'm glad you're here and you love Melee. I think it's a great game at mm -hmm. any level and you can enjoy it however you want. That's and right, but none thinks B-moves are cringe. Well, okay, so... you. It, cultural differences cultural um, differences context but, is a celebration but yeah so i so i i just wanted to you know validate some people that may feel that way i want everyone to feel welcome here uh, but not to say that you know being hardcore is bad or anything i love that too i just want people i want the melee to be as big as possible that being yeah. said that being said thank you so much for coming on zamu thank you so much for holding it down toe thank you so much callers listeners viewers of the world we will see you next week but for now this is radio melee signing out <laughs>